Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Punchlist MMA podcast. If you're listening to this uh, not live, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. If you don't know who I am by now, I'm Dale Lippin. Across the screen from me is my main man, my partner in crime, none other than Trey Van, Trey Van Buskirk himself. How we doing, buddy? Whoo, dude, ready to crack off a little pay-per-view. I'm excited. Yeah, what do you got, a little cut water margarita in a can there? I've uh, I had two... Cut water margaritas before I jumped on the uh, the show here, and now I'm I'm going from sixth gear to second gear. I'm doing a nice hard seltzer now. I'm going straight up Paul Walker Fast and Furious right now. Nice. Yeah. What is the um? What is it? What do the cut water margaritas taste like? Because I've had those in my hand a few times, and I've yet to pull the trigger on it. They're dangerous because they have legitimate, um, you know, whether it's rum, tequila, vodka, whatever it is in it, like literally from reputable brands right the problem is they're so delicious because the amount of sugar in it so it's one of those Mm. things where you drink it you get an insane buzz but then at 2 a.m you're like (gasps) water yeah water yeah i can't do i can't do the sugary stuff anymore man i really can't uh that's just you know plus on on top of the fact that every time i eat something bad you body shame me so it's just really really keeping me honest here so um let's let's i don't want to beat around the bush uh (laughs) I've got 
I've got some stay classy meats thawing downstairs. Um, because after this, I got to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and cook and get everything ready for uh, the rest of the week. I will be on vacation this week, starting <laughs> starting tomorrow. Uh, so from tomorrow up until this time next week, anybody that you guys interact with on social will be Trayvon Muskirk. So if you have any gripes, Woo! any complaints, anything wrong, direct them <laughs> directly to Trey. Oh, oh man. It's going to be wild. It's going to be like we're on Dumbo at Disneyland, but just absolutely shit-faced the whole time. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. Uh, so, yeah, I will be I will be unplugged for the week. Much needed unplug, as you know, because you get the notifications, too. I spent most of the day <laughs> arguing with idiots online because, I don't know, I just had time for it today, I guess. But uh, it's occupying too much space in my brain. So I'm going to let it go for a week. Unplug, unwind. I've got some stay classy meats downstairs so I can uh, prep out my food for tomorrow and the day after before we actually leave to go to, uh, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, but till we leave to go where we go. <laughs> mm. Well, um, I'm a little bit confused though. I saw you hold up a little like hydro flask there. I was hoping that you were going to have a flask, mm-mm. some type of alcohol, not a flask of water. Yeah. It's, I'm doing water right now because admittedly, and I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you. I've not been taking good care of myself the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, the number one thing outside of not getting any sleep, cause I don't sleep very well at all. Um, I don't get enough sleep and I don't hydrate well. And, you know, I I just, it's two things that I know I need to be better at. So, um, I've been making a a concentrated effort over the last week or so to go to bed at a decent time and drink more water. I'm not taking any more melatonin because melatonin completely screwed me up. Uh, so no more melatonin. I'm tapering back off the beer a little bit and just trying to get back into a, a more regular sleep cycle. I, it's, uh, I don't want to call you a retard, but, um, you're going, you're going on vacation. You're telling me you're not based in that belly. You're not, you're not getting a good lubricant of what is alcohol. Dale, if, if anyone knows anything, they know that you are the master baster, dude. That's true. I'm not saying I'm not going to drink beer while I'm on vacation. I'm just saying that like coming home from work, right. And then <laughs> I love the I love the chat real quick. Serbia live play plus one fifty five against China women's basketball. Take it before it's too late. Oh, Marvin, I appreciate you appealing to <laughs> all of the degenerate gamblers that listen and watch our show. Man, thank you so much. I know you put me on a soccer play before, and I just can't figure out soccer odds, so I missed it. But it did hit. So I appreciate your uh, your live handicapping, um, and hopefully people take. People take uh, take you up on it. Serbia live play plus one fifty five. All right, I like that. Threw me off track. Um, I'll drink beer on vacation. It's just coming home from work, slamming three beers, eating whatever I want, and then drinking two more beers before I go to bed. And doing that over the course of like the last year, it's got your boy in a bad spot. Well, the good thing is, at least you're going to be looking good, and what's behind you is looking amazing. You got a nice little allegiance, stay true banner. I love it. I actually. If you're watching this in the live stream, it looks like I'm in Guantanamo Bay. I look like mm-hmm. in a freaking shelter right now in between studios. But just hope you're going to be dressed to the nines, man. You posted something that I just have to touch on real quick. That was sure. the coolest thing. Sure. Adam Gamil waited yeah. five years to compete in the 200 meter at the Olympics only to, what, pull his hamstrings in warm-up? I think he blew his hamstring out. Blew it. But what did, that, so. what did that patriot of his own Great Britain country do? Uh, whenever they, he, he still lined up and yeah. whenever they, you know, shot the pistol, he walked, he so still badass. competed, still competed. That's what it is. I, That's what it is. I need more of that. 
I need <laughs> more of that. Game. I need the more, cool I need... thing is, dude, when you when you wear something like Allegiance Clothing, Dale, that's mm. what you're representing. You're representing someone staying true, someone that's committed, and that someone's going to be there wearing quality stuff mm. and being a quality mm. person. So, guys, if you want to mm. replicate what you saw Dale post today, you mm. want to feel that vibe, dude, you need to go to AllegianceClothing.com, type in that po- code PUNCH, you're 15% off site wide. What's the uh, What's the code for Stay Classy? Oh, fist. Boom, fist, 10% like off. <laughs> All right, let's talk about last week's card real quick. Cursed from the jump. Should have known better. Made multiple posts about staying away. Did not adhere to my own advice. Stayed away from all of the safe plays. Got cheeky with everything and didn't get a single play right. <laughs> I don't get blanked very often. Uh, in fact, you know what's crazy? It's almost a year to the day, event-wise, yeah the last time I got blanked. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, is. We we got blanked in July of last year. Um, and yep. that was a collective blanking back when we were doing our universal slip. And we got blanked in July. It was also and a cursed card. It was also a cursed card. You're right. So almost a year to the day, we get blanked yet again. Yeah. Uh, that will not happen this week. Even if I have to take just one super safe play, I will not get blanked two weeks in a row. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. I'm better than that. I'm smarter than that. I know the sport better than that. Um, <laughs> a bunch of bunch of full moon, mercury and retrograde bullshit happened on yeah. on Saturday, and I'm I'm not having it two weeks in a row. Well, dude, when, when three fights get canceled, what was a nine fight card? The question is to all our listeners out there: Do we just back off? Do we bail? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where we see if, if stuff starts falling apart, is it is it more advantageous of us to just back away and not bet it entirely? Right. Or do you just play heavy favorites? Like we said on the show, and I don't think anybody ever thought it was in doubt, Sean Strickland was going to beat right. Uriah Hall. Yeah. Um, that's we, – we figured that was going to happen. I mean, most people thought, and our assumption has always been, Uriah Hall is awful when the lights are the brightest. And Sean Strickland is a pressure fighter, and he's going to beat him up. But what were the odds on Strickland? Like a minus two what? There's no value. like that. So we were like, yeah, "Ah, there's no value in it. But that's the safest play possible. Right. So do we play the safest play possible and put out a super chalky slip? Or do we not play anything at all? Or do we take risks and say bet conservatively? Did I say bet conservatively on on the caption? I, I don't think you did. You did. What am I talking about? Yeah, you absolutely did. I'll, I'll read your actual caption because okay. what you wanted to do that night was to end in the black. So you That's said, it, so yeah. here we are. The card wasn't the thickest to begin with. Now we have this husk of an event to work with. Profit is key today. Let's just end in the black. Black days are good days. Safe, conservative, nothing fancy. Boom, dude. Fancy. Fancy. And then I went 0 and 4. <laughs> but you did well. What did you do? 3 and 1? Yeah, not bad. And the week before, dude, I was—I've been on a heater. Um, I don't want to say it out loud, but I'm—I'm I'm on a heater. Are you on a heater? I thought you did. I thought you did pretty poorly la- the week before last. No, 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 no. I'm on a heater. Are you, a do, heater. We, do I need to fact check you here? You fact check me right now. I will fact check you. Don't a, don't put COVID on it either, because I ain't got it anymore. You ain't got it. No. You got the, you got the antibodies. Hey, let, let's do me a favor. Let's not yeah. let's not mention the c word today, because I'm I'm in a mood. Um. All right. So I don't have it, dude. So I don't need to. Right. So you said Alan Soriano over one and a half. That hit. Bang. Costa versus Yanez over one and a half. That missed. 
Did it, it not? It did miss. Yeah, yeah. by 20 seconds. Uh, yeah. Barber money line, robbery bang. of all robberies. That's BS. It's a bang. Imovov money line, miss. Bang. Imovov won. What are you talking about? Did he? Yes, dude. Absolutely. That was one of my like heaviest bets I made of the entire night. I put like who'd he, who'd 900 fight? units on it. Who did what? he fight? I can't even remember. Some scrub. And, you know, Imovov was at plus money. Oh, Heinish. Did he fight that's Ian Heinish? Right. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dillashaw money line. Okay. Yep. Bang. Dillashaw San, and then Dillashaw San Hagen inside the distance that missed and Yanez Allen parlay. Bang. Uh, that bang. So, all right. So you did do all right. You did do all right. What yeah. Do you act like what do you act like? You're gonna about to take off my training wheels, dude. Like no, you're dude. right. No, here's the thing: is I got, I got, <laughs> I'm, I'm mistaken. I'm the one that got shit pumped two weeks ago too. So I'm, you're right. I, yeah. you, you told me I was on a cold streak, and maybe I actually am, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That's how I, I know I've been degenerate is I feel like I'm winning even when I lose. <laughs> dude, let, let me fly, man. My take my clipped wings off. I'm ready to fly. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely set you loose here. Um, any takeaways from last week? I'm gonna go ahead and make a daily reminder that Chris Tanyoni is the worst ref currently <laughs> on the UFC roster. I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue to say that. Yeah. Um, it's fair. He was awful this last weekend. Any bet that I have that right. he is the referee or the official for, it goes the opposite way for me every yeah. single time. Doesn't matter if he's the referee for Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gone. It will be the opposite of whatever I'm going to say later on today. Yes. It'll be the opposite. It'll be Derek Lewis by submission. Yeah. If if, if Chris Tyone is the ref, that's yeah. what's going to happen. He is awful. Or, He's so bad. or Derek Lewis will pretend like he got hit in the nuts and then Tyone will wave the fight off. Something like that. He's horrendous. I would rather keep our current judging system and get rid of Chris Tyone then keep <laughs> then get rid of Chris Tyone or, or keep Chris Tyone and change the judging. That's how much I dislike that man. I don't think <laughs> it at all. Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, was so accurate. It was insane. Um, uh, the only takeaway I have is, uh, you know, is, is Sean Strickland a little bit of a gimmick, dude? I'm not talking about his fighting style, but the, the post-fight press conference, the in-octagon interviews, I think it's all a little bit of a stick. It is a little bit of a shtick because here, but also it's the best kind, right? Because I do believe that guy is just absolutely um, off of his rocker, but in the best way possible, right? Mm. So he's he's comfortable in himself. Finally, again, I, I said this before uh, when I when he first burst onto the scene in the UFC, I thought that he was like this Rain Man idiot savant, like he didn't speak very well. He was very just smooth, slow, calculated. Um, had like this Corey Sandhagen style movement, the whole, I mean, he really was just like this, like really, really polished looking thing. And then he, he got his knee and leg damn near ripped off in a motorcycle accident. He comes back, he can't move or do anything like that anymore. So he becomes like this Mexican style boxer where he just walks forward and peppers you to death and wants to fight you in a phone booth. And he's really, really good at it. Yeah. Um, Good boxing. He was super good prior to being injured, and he almost found a style that is better suited to him coming back on the other side of an injury, and he's on a tear. And we've talked about this before. Guys that are living their best life or girls that are living their best life, they're dangerous, man. Strickland's got a lady that loves him. He's got a family. He's got a nice house. My man is feeling himself right now. So maybe it is a little gimmicky, but also it's probably who he is as a person. I mean, he doesn't. 
he's been posting weird shit on Instagram for the better half of five years now. So he just is taking that into the octagon with him now because now they're letting him talk. Well, yeah, and I don't think he's ever been privy to the microphone before. So you, your your words get ahead of your mind. And I think when he sure. says stuff like, I want to be the first person to kill someone in the octagon, that's just him just not being able to take a breath and really think about what he's saying. He's just throwing up words. I think it's I think it's akin to Bisping, right? So remember Bisping uh, for the longest time. I mean, he's more polished now because he's got he's in a more corporate position. But when Bisping was a was a fighter, he would say whatever he wanted, right, and not get without fear of cancel. Remember, he called Luke Rockhold a fag at the press conference. <laughs> yeah, solid. <laughs> just, I mean, he literally was just like and just threw it out, and people were like. Well, he's also Michael Bisping. So what are you going to do? Sean Strickland's not unlike that, where he just kind of says and does whatever he wants, man. So what are you going to do? Oh, man. Can you imagine if he did that in 2021? He's going to. He's he's going to. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Before the end of the year, if Sean Strickland fights again, he's either going to drop a hard R or he'll say he'll say. It'll say something akin to like a Bisping or something like that. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. He he gets talking so fast that he yeah. just can't he can't help himself. And I'm I'm here for it because you know what? Just like Darren Till, he's genuine. Right. He's genuine. He's the same person. He doesn't give a shit whether you like him or not. He's gonna go out there, he's gonna do his job, and that's it. I like Darren I Till am. said, you can't cancel me. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Sean Strickland's the same way. I mm-hmm. what what do you say? If it weren't for the UFC, I'd be cooking meth or in prison. Bro, if that ain't it, I don't know what is, man. That's that's as accurate a statement. I, I'll rephrase, I'll paraphrase what he said. If it it wasn't the UFC, if it weren't for my wife, I'd be dead or in prison. You know what's so gnarly though is you hear that, and you know Dana White's you know sitting ringside and he's hearing this shit, and then he hears what a couple fights before Cheyenne buys saying how you know she's making ten and ten and she took out a massive loan and thank God she got the performance of the night bonus of fifty thousand dollars because. You know, she's, she's been in the red. It's like, when you hear these are your rosters on your main event, this is what the quality of the, the people that you're portraying to the world and what you're trying to make a professional sport. And this is the, the quality of people you have. It's like, let's step it up, Dana. Come on. Yeah. I, honestly, I was, I was, I've always been an advocate for fighters being paid more. And I will, I will die on that hill a million times over percentage of revenue paid to fighters or athletes is lower for the UFC than anything else. Um, that being said, it's 2021. The f- paying anybody 10 and 10, even Jamie Simmons, <laughs> who we're going to talk about here later on, is criminal. It is. It That's is. criminal. You're the largest organization on earth. It's got it, – It's first of all, I, I wish they would get rid of the, of the 10 and 10 structure. It should just so be yeah. show up money. Make it a higher number. Split the difference in the middle, but make it guaranteed. 10 and 10 is ludicrous. Imagine Cheyenne buys goes out there and tears her knee apart and loses a fight like Macy Barber did against Roxanne Montefiore. And you're going to pay a girl 10 grand, 10 grand. And you're going to give her your, you probably pay for her knee surgery and that's it. Come on, man. We got to do better than that. We got to do better than that. We also got to do better to to touch on something different is like, um, TJ Dillashaw with that cut on his, on his thing. You can't just stitch that up in the back. No. Like that needs to go to a plastic surgeon and get fixed properly so it doesn't keep popping open every single time he fights. But instead, what do they do? They staple him up and then they send him out for the press conference. Yeah, they give him a nice little Nate Diaz special, dude. 
we've got to do better. And I say we, as if I'm part of this, but like as a whole, it's not going to be good legacy speaking, looking back at Dana White and you're going to go, wow, you really grew the sport to this big, huge, amazing um, juggernaut. But when it collapses because these people are able to find better paydays elsewhere and sponsorship deals elsewhere and it goes apart, there's going to be this monolith of failure that we can look at and go, this is where we screwed this up. And the number one place you're going to say you screwed this up is you didn't take good enough care of them financially. It's just not, I, 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 do, I wouldn't fault anybody for not wanting to compete for that. It's crazy. 10 and 10, it's 2020, man, or 2021. You can't pay people 10 and 10. It's it's such a catch 22 though. And I don't want, I know we have a big card up here yeah. in 265, but I do want to say this. Everyone thought this was going to be a dog of a card because it was nine fight, a nine fight card, not that much name value. And people were like, Oh, I'm going to go watch Bellator in, instead. I'm going to watch, you know, AJ, I'm going to watch Pitbull. The views bro in association insane you'd think that bellator would by far and away blow the ufc out of the water and they did not they did a quarter of what they did because bellator made the mistake that the ufc made years ago they put themselves on a premium channel that not everybody had when the Mm. ufc was doing stuff on spike tv spike tv was not regularly part of everybody's cable channel so the viewership dropped so you know, yeah, 177,000 views or whatever at peak, but it was on Showtime. That's a premium channel. You have to pay extra for that. Your average person doesn't have that. ESPN is considered or is in most basic cable packages uh, or TV packages. So, yeah. You get 975K on the main event. You get 775 on the, you know, the holistic card. Right. That's brutal. And that's the best card that, that, arguably the best card that Bellator could currently put together um, as far as talent goes. There, There's some bigger talent, bigger names on the roster, but as far as who's healthy, who's ready to rock and roll, that was the best card they could have made, and they got smacked as far as views go. Mm-hmm. But again, it was on a premium channel, so you, you're shooting yourself in the foot there. Yeah, for sure. All right, you want to get into this main card? Let's do it, dude. All right, let's, let's, we're going we're gonna to provide value but move quickly. Let's we, do it. We had a little 20-minute rant session here. All right, first fight on the main card was that Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. Song Yudong, uh, minus 110. Casey Kenny at a minus 120. Over, under on rounds here, Trey, is at two and a half. Uh, your your team alpha male boys have been on a tear lately. Does that continue here with the Song Yudong fight? You say on a tear because that that card two, two cards ago, they went yeah. three for three, but two of the three fights, let's be honest. The judging really got them the win there. Um, sure. So, song has been really interesting to me, man. This has been this is tough. Do you, can you believe this guy's only twenty three years old? First off, he's only twenty three. He's got a lot of miles on him for twenty three. A ton of miles. You you know he's got reputable wins. Alejandro Perez. Um, you know Marlon Vera. Even though I think he lost that Marlon Vera fight, um, but you know and he's fought. Um, Kyler Phillips, the matrix dude, we just saw a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's fought people. Um, yeah. he's explosive. He has his, his combinations are really elongated, which throws people for a little bit of a loop. I wish he'd kind of finish those combinations out, but he drags them on. He's explosive. He moves forward. The thing is I've always liked Casey Kenny. And I think that, you know, while Song Yudong has, 
you know, he has some significant wins. Casey Kenny's fought like the who's who he's fought the Dom Cruises, the Marab Delish Willies. He's fought people and he's a threat on the ground. Now, Songy Dong coming from Tam, you have to think that those guys are going to have good wrestling, good takedown defense, but Casey Kenny's a different animal on the ground. I think that him by submission is the play here, Dale. Tam. You threw that in there thinking I wasn't going to catch it, but you said Tam. So we're not doing Team Alpha Male anymore. We're just going to call him Tam. Well, I feel like that's the Asian way to say Team Alpha Male. Jeez, oh man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, see, producer Jake's not here and the wheels come off. Um, fun fact, guys, producer Jake's not here again yet again tonight. We're, we're, we're putting producer Jake on waivers. You want to yeah. put him on waivers? Uh, he's just, I know, but then we only pay him in darts. That's true. That's true. He does. He does work essentially for free. All right. Um, <laughs> I like Casey Kenny a lot. I think Casey Kenny and Nathaniel Wood are the future of the Bantamweight division. I really do. Song Yudong's up there too. Again, back. I'm just going to say it again. Casey Kenny versus Nathaniel Wood. Casey Kenny versus Song Yudong. Stop pitting prospects against each other. I know. You're killing. You're know. you're you're cutting your nose off in spite of your face. I hate this trend. Why are it's we doing this? Why are we putting contender or future prospects and contenders against one another? Right. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. That being said, I like Casey Kenny in this fight. I think he's more well-rounded. I think he's had the better strength of schedule. And I think he's hungrier than Song Yidong is. I know Song, um, you know, it has a lot of people gassing him up, telling him he's the future of the division, telling him he's got all the potential in the world, and he does have an ex- a slight experience advantage. Right. Um, I I will say this. I like Casey Kenny. I think he's got big show experience. I think he's got the better strength of schedule, like I already said. I think he's more well-rounded. Submission play, I don't necessarily know about that, but I can I feel confident in Casey Kenny enough in this fight that I dig the minus 120 tag on him. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily know that I love an inside the distance play, me personally, but if I can get him at decent money, I'm gonna play him at decent money. I think he's got the skill set to beat Song Yudong here, and I think he will. I think he's going to, you know, move laterally to get out of the way of those extended combinations, like you said. That Yadong likes to throw. Um, I, I, I would imagine that Song's going to try to use those to set up some clinch work against the cage. It's going to be really important for Casey Kenny to be able to establish underhooks, to be able to show that he's somebody to be to, to be reckoned with from a power perspective. He's got to get Song's respect early because yes. Yadong is very, very strong for a 135er. Mm-hmm. And while Casey Kenny's big, he's not necessarily the strongest guy. So it's important for him to establish respect early in the fight to stop a couple takedowns, to get a couple reversals against the cage, make Yudong work, make those muscles fill up with lactic acid, and then pour on the volume as we get into the latter half of the fight. I like Casey Kenny. I like him by decision. Yudong's got to whip out that dong, dude, and get some respect. Got to get the, got to get some respect, some respect. All right, Tisha Torres, 12-5, and five, Angela Hill at 13-9. and nine. These ladies have been going back and forth on it on Twitter, on Instagram. I think they even chirped at each other in person. Tisha Torres, minus 140. Angela Hill, plus 110. Over on our rounds is at two and a half. I'm going to go first here, Trey. Go for it. Angela Hill, when we talk about dogs that will fight for your money, Angela Hill will put herself in a position to win a fight every single time. That being said, as an underdog in this fight, this fight has split decision written all over it. Take Angela Hill. Take her at the plus money. Tisha Torres can very well win this fight, but it will not be dominant in one way or the other. It's either going to be Angela Hill by something sneaky or we got split decision action here. If you're looking for an opportunity, somebody that's going to fight for your money, not go out easily, Angela Hill's where it's at. Women's underdogs, science, plus 110. Just take it, take it small, and let's get some plus money here. 
Yeah, there's some there, animosity. Obviously, this fight was supposed to go down at 256 on the Muhammad. Uh, uh, dude, what's the guy's name? Um, that Muhammad. Um, why am I blanking on the guy's name? Who's the guy that never gets a shot in the well in the welterweight division for a title? Oh my god! Oh, you talking about Bilal Muhammad? Yeah, when he fought. Leon Edwards? Leon Edwards, sorry. That's when that fight was originally slated for. But then obviously, Angela Hill got COVID. Tisha Torres ends up fighting Sam Hughes. They've been chirping. This is supposed to be going down. It's finally going to go down. Tisha Torres, she's. I think she's going to be a little bit more of the technical striker. I know Angela Hill's going to have more of the output, but I think it's going to be a little, a little bit more sloppy. I think Tisha Torres is going to get mm. the best of the exchanges. The big thing I like, though, is Angela Hill's going to have a four four inch reach advantage, so she's going to yeah she's going to be able to utilize that that range that length that height and she's going to get the better of the exchanges from distance. I like that. I think she's got a great cardio tank. Even though Tisha Torres, she's my little muscle babe, dude. She's my little muscle babe. That chick. I wish she was much more of a grinder and pushed up against the cage because I do think she can out muscle Angela Hill. But mm. to your point, Angela Hill is someone who's tested. She's tried. She's true. She can get through a fight. And you know that she'll work for your cash. I like Angela Hill here. Um, I I don't really put much weight in her last win over y Ashley Yoder. I mean, if you remember last fight uh, or last card, I chose Jenny Frey to beat Ashley Yoder because I don't think Ashley Yoder's that great. I don't think Ash uh, Angela Hill is that great, but I do think she can get enough points to get this thing done. But to your point, dude, that split to a little draw action. Should I yeah. throw it down? I like it. Yeah, the only thing – so – the only thing that makes me nervous about draw plays is you're counting on the unexpected happening, right? You're counting on a drop or a 10-8 round or a right. point deduction. Because other than that, you're not going to see the draw, right? So you really got to look at somebody when you want to play a draw and say, are either of these fighters going to put themselves in a position to have a point taken or are they capable of a 10-8 round? I don't believe that Angela Hill is capable of a 10-8 round, nor do right. I believe that Tisha Torres is capable of a 10-8 round. Um, groin strikes are going to be pretty much out of the question, so do I believe that either one of these chicks are going to poke the other one in the eye so much or grab the fence so much that we take a point away? I don't really see it. Right. I do like a decision play, and if you can find a split decision prop, sure, go for it. But I think Angela Hill will go ahead and put herself – again, when it comes to plays like this, it's about putting yourself in a position to win the fight. Angela Hill will put herself in a position to win the fight. We may be on the good side of the judges. We may be on the bad side of the judges here. All the same, Angela Hill at plus money, and she'll put herself in a position to win. I don't believe Tisha Torres is going to finish her in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the chance here. I'll take the chance. Um, that being said, real quick, because you mentioned Ashley Yoder. You don't like Ashley Yoder now, but you've liked Ashley Yoder before in the past. You've been very high on Ashley Yoder. I want to make a plea to Ashley. Switch your camp. Ooh. Change your Ooh. camp. Ooh. You are one, you're a 500 fighter now, but right. two, you're not getting any better. No, she's not getting any better. No. The fundamental mistakes that she makes every fight, she makes them every fight. She's not correcting anything. So her strength is her jits, her takedowns are not any good. She exits every exchange with her chin held high and her hands low. She has not fixed that at all. She has not gotten any better. She's getting worse or staying the same. And in this game, you can't stay the same. You can't get worse. You can only move forward. And Ashley Yoder is in purgatory right now from a skill set perspective. Change your camp. Jay, would you say that Ashley Yoder is yodeling on top of a plateau? Possibly so. Ah, gotcha.
Bro, you're just going to pretend that I didn't rhyme with your plateau? Possibly so. Damn it. Come on, man. Shit. Dude. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Chiesa, plus 100, taking on Vincente Luque at a minus 110. Over on our rounds is at two and a half here. Go ahead, buddy. I'll let you have this one. Dude, uh, I'm jaded on this one. I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm jaded because I don't know if it's just me, but I catch myself betting on analyst fighting. Is that Ooh. weird? Like Ooh. if Paul Felder were to come back right now, I just think that he has a different type of IQ. Okay. Maybe it's because like linguistically they speak more coherent than someone that's just beating their brains out every single day. But okay. someone behind the desk, I don't know. Does that, that gives me weight. Why does that give me weight? Because it's it's the idea of, of coaching. So anybody that's ever competed and then transitions into coaching, you then find that when you go back to competing again, mm-hmm. for some reason, you're better or you see the game differently, right? right. So like um, I played basketball for years. And then when I stopped playing as, as often and got into coaching and then got my certification to be an official, um, I started playing better. It just, I don't know what it was. I saw things, everything seemed to slow down a little bit better. I had a better feel for the game and I wasn't a bad player to begin with. Uh, right. I just, it, I got better. Um, same thing with boxing. When I bought, when I, when I fought, I was okay at best. And then afterwards, like just when I'd move around and work with people or when I was at the prison and guys would be like, Hey, will you hold mitts for me? Will you teach me this, do that and the other, and then go back. And again, it would feel better. I'd feel, I'd, I'd move better. I'd feel better. You know, it's, there's something about when they say those that can't do coach or teach or whatever the case may be, it's not always the case because sometimes you get a James Krause style situation. James Mm. Krause became better after he became a coach and now he's better. I still don't think he's fantastic, but he's a great coach and he's a better fighter now. Whereas before he was just a, a decent fighter. Now he's a good fighter and a better coach. So I think there's something to that. Um, and from an analyst perspective, yeah, they get a lot of time thinking, watching, looking, um, and like the name suggests, analyzing. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, I think, I think my most redundant statement on this podcast is always like, hey, I believe this person's going to win if they stick to the game plan. And mm-hmm. that's how it always is. Mm-hmm. And when you fight someone like Vicente Luque, who's averaging you know, 5.74 strikes per minute he's an absolute beast inside the pocket will pepper you the strikes that have a power behind him i don't want michael chiesa to abandon the wrestling or grapple heavy approach being the heavier person in the division the bigger person in the division the more wearing person in the division to get into a firefight but i think with someone like michael chiesa like i said and especially getting him at plus money someone who's analytical behind the desk and who i believe is going to have a better fight iq and stick to the game plan this is one of my most confident bets of the entire night. Dan. See, I was initially there, right? I was initially with you. Um, I, I'm, I'm there. But if I don't, if I recall correctly, when Luke came in to the UFC, he was touted as a, as a Jits guy with mm. decent hands. And then he's really just kind of gotten away with that and just been right. known for his hands. Yeah. So I guess my question then becomes how legit is Luke's Jits? Because we've never really seen it at peak level. Right. And is his peak level jujitsu enough to negate the wrestle to opportunistic jujitsu of a Michael Chiesa? Because Chiesa will wrestle first, jujitsu second. But he uses that style, that frame, that body, that sinew 
to wear you down, to make it ugly, to grind you out, and then ultimately get a submission. He's got a very Russian-style approach to his submission attack. It's a very clinch-heavy, wrestle-drag, mat return, um, you know, just make it ugly style. There's no finesse to the to the jujitsu of Michael Chiesa, right? It's all right. It's 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 a flow state, dude. It's right. Just, it's just a wearing heavy yeah. you know, body surf and essentially neon belly side guard all this stuff. But the thing is, to throw this back at you, throw a little query at you, man. Mm-hmm. Vicente Luque fought someone in Tyron Woodley, and Tyron Woodley because he was, you know, maybe his heads were a little bit in the cloud. That was kind of the, the erosion we started to see of a Tyron Woodley. But he abandoned the hands and tried to do a wrestle heavy approach, and Vicente Luque shut it down. He shut it down. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I don't necessarily know how confident I feel about Kiesa in this fight. Did you land on Kiesa? I landed on Kiesa. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So to your point, that that would lead, have me lean to Luke. I mean, about how motivated was Woodley in that fight? Honestly, I mean, he was deer in the headlights from the moment he walked out. Kiesa has been on a war path. He knows this is a huge jump up. Not jump up in, in competition, but this is a statement win if he were to get it. Plus 100. Dog little fight for your money. I love it. What is okay? Let's let's do let's play let's let's play pros and cons. What is Kiesa's path to victory? Wrestle, he, wrestle. Okay, so, so over two and a half. <laughs> oh, so over two and a half is the play then. Yeah. So do you because do you believe that Kiesa can knock out Vincente Luque? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you believe that he can submit Luque? I've yet to see Luque's BJJ. I would think so. Normally, I mean, he's okay. done it in the past. Okay. So he's got eleven that, of eighteen wins by submission, man. Okay, do you do you feel like Vincente Luque can knock out Michael Chiesa? Yes. Do you feel like Vincente Luque can submit Michael Chiesa? No. Okay. So we have one guy that you feel his path of victory is either submission or decision, and the other guy you feel is either knockout or decision. Right. Okay. So we're just going to take the decision play here over two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Allegedly. All right. (laughs) A coming event in the evening. Pedro Munoz versus Jose Aldo. It's a pick them over and on around at two and a half. I'm about to get real unpopular. Yes, dude, because I I don't know. Go. Just go. I'm taking, pa- run, I'm taking Pedro. Run. I'm taking Pedro. Okay, never mind. Shut up. And I'm going to tell you why I'm taking Pedro. <laughs> okay. Because Pedro wants what Aldo has. Pedro is constantly fighting for success is constantly fighting for respect. He wants so badly to be taken seriously as a contender. And every time he's right on the precipice of that happening, he either gets knocked down a peg or somebody takes a shot from him that should have been his. Aldo, for as good as he is, is not an elite bantamweight. He's not. And I know he's, what, 34, 35 years old? The amount of miles that Jose Aldo has on him not good. And the utter beating that Piotr Jan put on him oh, is the type good. of beating that takes takes years off your life and takes and takes months, if not years, off your career. Absolutely. Pedro Munoz, statistically, the most hittable fighter in the UFC. The most hittable fighter on the UFC roster. However, how many times have you been knocked down? Not zero. Illuminati, yeah. zero, bro. Yeah. Cover the eye up. He's not been knocked down. He will be there for it. Who started calf kicks? Who was the OG calf kicker? Pedro Munoz. 
people that want to harken back to these days of Jose Aldo and his leg kicks, bro, those days are gone. Jose Aldo don't kick legs no more. It doesn't happen anymore. Jose Aldo is not going to go out there and kick, kick legs. He's going to try to work the body. He's going to try to get, you know, uh, he's, he's going to try to work his boxing. Pedro Munoz, better. He's better right now. Not better all time. Not better forever. He's better right now. Pedro Munoz is going to beat Jose Aldo on Saturday night. And I, I hearken a guess that I think Pedro Munoz might knock out Jose Aldo. Oh my God, dude. I'll say, bro, you, you, I, I love Jose. I do. People think that I hate him because I'm all, I'm all, I'm hypercritical of the people that I like the most. And you know this because I'm hypercritical of all your shit, but it's because I strive for you to be the best version of yourself possible. I like Jose Aldo a lot, but he has remained stagnant. He has not gotten better. And in fact, I believe he's regressed from what got him to the big show and what was winning him fights. We talk about head cases. This is it, man. This is it. He's a super head case. Dale trying to say Brazilian name is quite unique. I'm terrible at Brazilian names. Portuguese is not my thing, man. We can go and we'll get into this. When we get to like Polish and Eastern Bloc European names, I smack them. Brazilian names, Portuguese, Spanish stuff. I suck, man. I'm sorry, Marvin. My bad, man. But you love Portuguese sausage. I don't I don't know what that is, but um what? What dude? Portuguese sausage, dude? Those are those little little sausages that come with your eggs. They're delicious. I don't eat at the same restaurants you eat at. I don't know what that fancy California stuff is. What are you talking about? All right, never mind. All right, well, <laughs> let me let me serve let me serve you up some real knowledge then here. Okay, man, hit me with some with some facts. <laughs> yeah. I I your your original sentiment. Pedro Munez wants what Jose Aldo has. Jose Aldo Just... wants what he lost, dude. I don't oh. think the fire's gone. I don't think Ooh. it's gone. Okay. Okay. I really don't. I think. Go back to Jose Aldo when he fought uh, Marlon Vera. Tell me a little bit about that, man. What do you Who want me to tell you? Who won that fight? Who won that fight? I just I, I don't understand. Just make your point. No, make who it. won that fight? Make your point. Jose Aldo won that fight. Aldo won the just Aldo won the fight. But make your point. What do you got? My point is Pedro Munez. The best thing he has going for him is people like to go back to the Cody Garbrandt. That is his highlight of all highlights, and think, oh, he was in the fight. He was in the pocket throwing fist. He's never been knocked down. He's durable. You know, the crazy thing about Pedro Munez is that's not him engaging in a firefight. He keeps that constant pace. He matches your pace. That's one thing I will give him props on. He keeps that pace going. Go back to the Frankie Edgar fight. He was literally, for Frankie Edgar, who puts a ton of output out there, he was matching Frankie Edgar shot for shot. Jose Aldo, on the other hand, he throws you different angles. He switches stance. He moves around the cage. He's not going to be a back-and-forth fighter leaning in, staying orthodox, and going back and forth. He's not going to do it. He's going to move around, show different angles. He's going to have a better fight IQ. I think he is more calculated in his approach. I think if you can get Jose Aldo to pick him against Pedro Munez, who literally has not fought the likes of anyone that Aldo has fought and has never been on a stage what? like Jose Aldo has. Dude, this is a co-main event spot. This is Jose Aldo's bread and butter. Pedro Munez has not been here. He has not lived it that many times. Jose Aldo, this he wakes up, he's on a pay-per-view. It's normal daily routines. I love Bro. Aldo in this spot. This is a fucking sleeper pick right now <laughs> is this is this is this people's main event then yeah dude don't make me put jose aldo as as my ride or die but i'm gonna fucking do it is that is this sound 
The alarm, sir. Jeez. By the way, people's main events, I'm pretty sure I'm 4-0. You have have won one people's main event, and it was the robbery that you were gifted with with the Macy Barber Miranda Maverick. Well, I, I won. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're currently you're currently on a on a one fight win streak. Yes. What's up, dog? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we need to keep track of this, by the way. Um, all right, main event of the evening: Cyril gone taking on Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis plus two seventy five, gone at a minus three fifty. Pretty sure those weren't the odds I read off to you. I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a minus four hundred for gone and a plus three hundred on Derek Lewis. All the same, super plus money on Derek Lewis. Um, and to, I mean, just, uh, to use Annex word, a prohibitive favor on Cyril gone here. I can't play him at minus three fifty. It's dog or pass for me. Uh, in that regard, I, I'll play Derek Lewis at plus plus 300. Why not? Why not? I, I, I you're throwing money down the drain. No, I mean, you play him small. It's plus 300. So what you put a hundred bucks on him. Why not? Oh, I'm sorry. You play it small. You put a hundred bucks on it. Who's this guy? You don't know about Portuguese sauce. If you're throwing a hundred bucks, just whatever. Who's this guy? This Shut is up. Yeah, dude. Like act like you don't go to a five-star restaurant. Suck it. <laughs> Listen, my betting budget and my eating budget are different. Jeez. What do you eat? SpaghettiOs? Like, dude, that makes no sense. You're, you're throwing money like that, but what? You're on the back end, you're not treating yourself to Portuguese sausage. What I'm saying, listen. What I'm saying is, 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 is if if I if I spend a hundred bucks on Derek Lewis here, and it smacks, then I'm good to go for the next, you know, the next two events on money, man. Uh, you're a house money player. I'm a house dude. Come on, man. AMC to the moon. <laughs> AM to row. I'm I am, I am so deep on AMC and GameStop right now. I'm telling you. Well, I, here's you know it's funny. I had this thought today. If AMC and, and GameStop smacks the way it's going to when it goes, when it, do, should I still do the show? Should dude, you I still do it? You should get out of AMC. It was down a buck thirty today. I'm telling you, dude, it's stuck in the mud. This is get out, bro. Get out. They, they haven't covered yet, man. The shorts haven't covered. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Derek Lewis, man. I, I don't think he's going to win this fight. I'm just going to throw this out there. <laughs> I don't believe Derek Lewis is going to win this fight, but I can get him at a great price, and he's got a puncher's chance. Um, I I picked Alexander Volkov to beat Derek Lewis, and for what was it, fourteen minutes and thirty seconds, Alexander Volkov did exactly that, and then Derek Lewis stole all my money by punching Alexander Volkov in the face. Yeah, Derek Lewis has this weird, stupid thing. Same thing with Derek Lewis against Curtis Blades, right? We had we had the same odds essentially for Curtis right. Blades versus Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis pulled off some bullshit. I will say this: Gone is not going to put himself in a position like Volkov did or like uh, Curtis Blades did. One takeaway from the Gon versus Volkov fight, because I was super high on Volkov in that fight, I underestimated the fight IQ of Cyril Gon. I thought having nine professional uh, kickboxing fights and whatever, he's got 11 professional MMA fights. I did not anticipate the cerebral approach that he would take the fighting like he did with Volkov. And while I think that you can make an ar- an argument that Volkov won two out of those five rounds, um, even though one, I think two judges gave it clean sweep for gone, but that's here nor there. Um, that's judging yet again. All that to say, gone was much more uh, systematic in his approach. And I don't see himself putting himself in the position to let Derek Lewis win this fight. Um, 
I think I think he fights this fight super intelligently. But Derek Lewis has a puncher's chance, and he's never out of the fight. Derek Lewis has a my knock against him is he doesn't always put himself in the positions to win fights that he's losing, but he always has a puncher's chance. Right. And we've never seen gone in trouble. So if for some reason, by the grace of the good Lord, Derek Lewis can get gone in trouble, we have no idea how he's going to react because we've never seen him in a storm before. So we don't know what it looks like. So maybe a small play, maybe not a hundred bucks, but maybe a small play on Derek Lewis isn't the worst idea. My opinion. It says enough right here. The over and under is set at four and a half. How many times do you see heavyweight fights? greater than one and a half very seldom yeah well so here's the thing it's gone right and the reason why the reason why this fight is what it is it's because he's a boring decision fighter he's a you have decisions over bozer rosenstruck volkov like it's all the same shit very very smart fight iq like you said and yes he can get it done like we saw that what was it the elbow to jds's temple that just knocked him out cold he's done that relatively the same area too geez you give me a two inch buffer there um lewis is the one punch knockout power though you can't throw a little bit i'm not throwing 100 bucks down on Derek lewis to get it done but it's in houston hometown he's coming in motivated i love it Derek lewis to me dude if you 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 always talk i feel like you you always talk a little bit of shit about my tennis career but i'm going to give you a little tennis analogy real quick here give me a little tennis analogy here dude one of my favorite tennis players of all time andy roddick uh, who's the pride of USA, of course, married an absolute smoke show. Um, he was very one-dimensional, though. He had a 140-mile-an-hour serve, uh, kind of stayed at the baseline, wasn't really the smartest player, but he had that massive serve that always put him on the offensive very quickly. Derek Lewis is an anti-erotic in the heavyweight division. He's got a very one-dimensional, he's got his shot, but Cyril Gaon is great on the ground, which we've seen, which we know that Derek Lewis, no one's tried to exploit it, but they can exploit his BJJ. They can wrestle him. They can move. They can utilize his shit cardio against him Daniel in the Cormier. later rounds. Daniel Cormier. Exactly. Cyril Gaon is the play here 1,000%. If you can find value by attaching, whether it's the over, the decision, whatever it is to Cyril Gaon's name, that's what you have to do. But, you know. Popeye's chicken, people got to eat. Houston, Texas, Derek Lewis by KO is also juicy if you're feeling froggy. I don't talk shit about your tennis career at all. I'm actually really proud of you. Uh, I actually <laughs> wish, no, I'm serious. I wish you'd lean into it more. It's, nah. Listen, now here's the thing, right? Is that I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that's been on my heart today. Um, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Okay. It's important. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to get before we get in the prelims, I'm not going to get on super rant here. It's important that you support the people around you. So if you have friends, loved ones, whatever, and you're not supporting them, like in their endeavors, whether they're, they're starting a business or, or they're trying something new or whatever, and, or vice versa, you're doing something and they're not supporting you reevaluate your people because you need people that lean into you and you need people that you can lean into and that you can feed off of each other. I am, I, I never watched you play tennis. But I'm proud of shit of you for being a Division One athlete playing tennis. I think it's amazing. It's the same thing. Remember when we had Taylor on the show for the first time, and he was ta- he was shortchanging his wrestling credentials. And I'm like, dude, you won a junior college national championship or whatever it was. Right. Don't shortchange yourself. You worked your ass off, and you achieved something that other people that was their life goal, and you accomplished it. So don't shortchange that. And I I wanted to bring this up anyway. I was going to do it at the end of the show, but now's as good a time as any. 
a listener to our show, an OG listener. He's yeah. in the chat tonight. Sean McVan is running for mayor of the town that he lives in. Yeah, that's badass. Which it exactly is, which is one of the most badass things imaginable. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love it. He's running up against the, the you know, the incumbent and the guy uh, or girl, I can't remember what he said, has been relatively, has been running unopposed for a long time. So this career politician now has a fresh face, um, bright eyed, bushy tailed guy that wants to make a difference coming after him. And I, I wholeheartedly lean into that. Like, I want you to succeed. I want you to do fantastic. And I think anybody that's interacted with us on social media, we, there's just as many people that send us messages that fade our picks than as people that do that ride with us. I want you to win. If it means listening to me and going, Dale's an idiot, and then playing the opposite of me and you cash, bro, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I want to see you win. I want to lean into people that 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 are willing to support what I'm doing. So you listen to our show. I'll take that energy so you can win your slip. I'm cool with that. That's a good yeah. That's a good exchange for me. So if you don't have people and you don't have friends like that or your loved ones aren't like that, you need to be that person for them or find people that will be that person for you. So I don't shortchange your tennis career. I freaking love you for having your tennis career. And I wish you could still play. And when you get your black belt, I'll be happy for you then too. So don't don't shortchange your shit, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. You got me all hyped on Sean, dude. I hope they don't do mail-in ballots because if they do mail-in, he's fucked. Otherwise, no, if they're getting they going first person- if they mail in, let's let's mail in. Let's get everybody. Let's get everybody that listens to the show to to vote for him. Uh, he'll get he'll get fucked. They'll get thrown in a ditch or something like that. But I will go there in person for Sean, as would every other American. Vote for him. He'd win outright and truthfully. Well, fair elections are a different show for a different day, Trey. <laughs> Come on, take take the care. I will not. All right, man. Let's let's <laughs> rifle through these prelims real quick. Johnny Muniz taking on Jamie Simmons. Simmons at seven three, Johnny Munoz at ten and one. Uh, Simmons is not a UFC level talent. Ooh, he hasn't been, and we've cashed yeah. on him consistently, and we're going to cash on him one more time. Johnny Munoz under two and a half, lock it in. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jamie obviously came in for one reason, one reason only, and that to was to yeah by Giga Giga Chikaze chica days as i like to call him dude that was for chica chica days to come in and actually get him on the highlight reel 1000 johnny munoz though he has this like super wearing style um dude he's he's exhausting um and i there's just no way that jamie simmons gets this done it's that kind of like drowning pressure that he gives and if you want to play something even a little bit cute dude johnny munoz by submission i totally see that happening Jamie Simmons is the guy that whenever you watch an old school fighting movie like Bloodsport or Kickboxer or, or anything like that, he's the guy that gets killed in a weird way in the first round. Like whenever there's well, like when they're doing the montage while the hero's getting built up to the to the finals, Jamie Simmons is one of the dudes that gets beat like in a weird way. That's what Ooh. he is. Dude, play inside the distance on this one. That's why I, like I said that. under two and a half. Yeah, I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Cool. Speaking of which, you you had the Rona. Um, oh yeah. You watched a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah. So you finished Big Lebowski. Yep. Did you watch Pulp Fiction? No. Did you watch Bloodsport? No. Damn it! What? Uh, so none, none of the list I sent you. No, I watched a lot of the Olympics. I got into House of Cards, which is dope. I want to be a politician like Sean now. Um, and then. Uh, that was it, man. A little TMZ. 
Gotcha. Some bachelor. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, dude. I just said all these nice things about you. Come Melissa on. Gatto taking on Victoria Leonardo. Victoria Leonardo at eight and three. Melissa Gatto at six and oh. But she does have two draws. So hmm. does the O go when we're fighting Leonardo? Gatto's hardcore. She hasn't fought in three years, but <laughs> prior to that, she, she, she's gnarly. She's got really good takedowns in transition. Uh, she she's just that's what she does dude she's gonna shoot for a double immediately and she's gonna try and get get the submission going leonardo though she's she's gonna have a grapple heavy attack too so don't expect these people to stand in the center and throw hands unless they're both a little bit worried that they're both gonna take each other down which is gonna negate the whole thing i think 1000 percent this thing's gonna go over two and a half as you know most women fights do but i like gato in this dude she's really aggressive she's super aggressive Victoria Leonardo is a big broad. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's a big chick, man. That's a big chick. And um, here, here's my thing, right? And I, I'm just going to be honest with you here. I, I don't, I don't know. What, we haven't really had the situation before, so I don't know what to do with this. Um, let me see here. Where is this? While you're looking for that, dude. Yeah. The one thing ahead, I do sorry. like about Victoria Leonardo is she fought one of probably our. I don't want to say it's one of our most favorite women fighters as of recently but man and fiat fiat yeah that was dude yeah. that chick which we think is like that that she's a cold-blooded killer she fought her she got absolutely murdered but right. you know that doesn't tell us much <laughs> victoria leonardo beat Haley before but you have to fade her so do we fade victoria leonardo because she yeah, beat Haley? yeah for sure yeah okay it's all so we can't Juju. All about Juju. All right. So we'll ask Kaylee whether or not it's okay to, to to play Leonardo. If she says no, then we'll fade her and go with Gatto. Shit. How did uh how did she beat Haley? I think she choked her out. Yeah, yeah. rear naked choke. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is gonna be a grapple heavy fight. Play play both sides by sub. That's what they're both gonna be diving for. Yeah. There's actually uh well, so here's the thing though, is that was Haley's um pr- pro debut. So does that count? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying I know it counts from a record perspective, but like from an experience perspective, you know, are we are we putting a lot of stock in the fact that Victoria Leonardo beat Haley on her no, no on Haley's not. pro debut? Okay. No, All right. Um, I'll lean. I'm leaning Leonardo just because she's so big, but uh, I'm not sold on this fight yet. I'm not sold. I'll probably just wait till like right before and see who the underdog is, and then play the underdog. There you go. It's science. Right. Speaking of underdogs, Anderson Dos Santos taking on Miles John. Anderson Dos Santos at 21 and 8. Miles John's at 11 and 1. Trey, this is a fight a few weeks ago when it was initially on the schedule. I was on Anderson Dos Santos. You were on Miles John's. Did we make this a people's main event or no? We did. I, and then it I got believe canceled. It got it yeah. got canceled. That being said, when we made it the, the people's main event, the odds were different than they are now. I don't necessarily <laughs> love these odds. <laughs> um, now the, the the initial uh the keen eye would say well dale if dos santos is a bigger underdog now and you know you liked him so much before play him because it's opportunity for you to win more money Do you know, i know why i know why these lines changed why okay so your opinion on why they changed but my my thought process is i've had more time to think about this now okay and Smart money has come in and really shored up this line to where it needs to be. And now that 
um, now that all the the proper smart money has come into it, it's landed in a spot where I don't trust it other than to say that the money's where it needs to be with Miles John at a minus 200 of running rounds at two and a half. I'm probably going to lean Miles John's, but I'm probably not going to bet this fight. What's that? What's that like quote? You're, you're, you're only as good as your last, you know, whatever. Yeah. What is that quote? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Miles Johns got even deeper on this line 1,000% because of Adrian Yanez. If you remember, Miles Johns beat Adrian Yanez in the LFA bantamweight title to own that belt. We all saw Adrian Yanez and what a fucking stud that guy is as of recently. The line got deeper for that reason. Miles Johns came out of that fight, wrestle-heavy attack, great takedowns, holding position, very strong on the ground. Dos Santos is just is just not on the same level. Um, he and unfortunately his record is spotty because he's taken uh, you know two week short notice fights um, and you know had losses to people like Andre Ewell with Mickey Mouse dude. Oh boy! And it's like oh boy, yeah. And you're only as good as your last fight or your last win or what your record states. So the line got deeper for Miles Johns based on quality of competition. I'm still sticking with Miles Johns, but minus 200 is too rich for my taste. Too much Portuguese sausage for this boy. Um, I'm going inside the distance on this. I love you driving this Portuguese sausage thing. I've no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, they look like quarters, and they're thick, like half like half dollars, and they're delicious. Interesting. I have no idea. Okay. Is it like the seasoning that makes them Portuguese, or what is it? Okay, so for the episode tomorrow, uh, when we launch it, the, the tile is just going to be Portuguese sausage. Gotcha. I understand. I'll, I'll show you tomorrow. Uh, Nate says Mickey Mouse voice is on point. Uh, that is, that is a, um, that's having three kids and watching tons of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, is what that is. Shout come out, come inside. It's fun inside. <laughs> which I agree. Which is how you make more kids come inside. It's fun inside. Uh, it, it's all subliminal messaging from Disney. Uh, that that being said. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um, dude! This is Aladdin all over again. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to Nate and James. Um, one, yes. they, they had me on their show. On what was that last week, week before last, where we talked about it, and I gave a bunch of picks out, and they were all wrong. So uh, I owe you guys for that. And then second of all, they were at the Bellator fight, uh, doing just some straight up press and killed it. Yeah. So, um, we keep trying to, you know get them to give us the secret on how to get press passes, the thing, but they're playing it pretty close to the chest there. They won't tell us. I think they're afraid, Um, but I don't, don't be afraid, homie. Let's just, let's all go together, man. Let's just, let's live it up. You know, one team, one fight, strictly MMA and punchless MMA. We'll just, we'll just do it up together. Yeah. One team, one fight. Strictly MMA freaking ringside at Bellator. They were swinging that song. You dong, dude. They were, they were, they had a good, they had a good time and they looked good doing it. They looked good doing it. Bunch of two good looking dudes. All right, man. Do we have so many fights left? Shut up. Okay. Manel cap taking on O'Day Osborne. O'Day Osborne at nine and three Manel cap at 15 and six cap has let me down twice now. Although the last time he got robbed, I'm going to take him at minus minus one eighty here because I'm mm. not high on Osborne. Oh. We don't have any footage on him. Dude. We don't have any footage on him. Trey, you can't Dude. bet on a guy you haven't seen before. Take cap. Minus 180. It's the last time. This is it. I've told myself this before. This is the last time I'm going to bet on this guy. I'm taking Cap. I'm going to take him to beat Osborne. I know it's an unpopular opinion. It's not. It's Cap. Okay. Well, Manel Cap, dude. (laughs) 
everyone wanted to think he was the rising freaking dude, right? Coming over to the UFC, but he has not lived up the hype. Odie Osborne, you're right. We don't have enough tape on him, but you know what we do have? We do have stats. And the stats are he's coming down from 145 to 125 for this fight. He's going down two weight classes. And we do know he's ex- he has explosion. He's, he's good in a grapple-heavy approach. This is a really awkward matchup for Cap, dude. I don't like this at all. He hasn't lived up to the hype, and a guy that's coming down two divisions to fight who is an explosive striker and can have a grapple-heavy approach at plus 155, why? Cap has not showed me anything. Ode at least has shown me that he is he is competent in his striking, and when you come down that much and you're going to rehydrate, get your blood you know, pumping, you got the hydration going, I'm taking Ode Osborne for sure. All right, I'm taking cap. Okay, fantastic. Carolina Cole Cave's taking on Jessica Panay. Uh, Carolina at twelve and six. Jessica Panay at thirteen and five. I I can't bet with my heart here, can I? I always do with Carolina. I, I I'm gonna take her. I'm just gonna take her, man. I I just you're swayed by that little when when they they call her name out and she puts her back up against the cage and gives that little sexy sweet smile that's like I, I'm cute and I don't really want to be here but then I murder people it's like hot but it's also very sweet you're swayed yeah, maybe I don't may I, I don't know I don't even know if necessarily know if it's a looks thing but she's so nice I know. she's she's so nice and she's she literally just I don't know man like I think about yeah I just I I, I don't know. I, I I just I like her style. I when she was winning fights, she was an absolute murderer, and then she's been in such a bad spot lately. The wow. last few years, I just want to again. I want to see people that I like do well, and I like Carol, Carolina Colacates a lot, and I like her more than Jessica Panay. Um, Panay, I mean, she freaking won her last fight, which I can't believe it because um, I went in on her, said she's not a UFC-level talent, and I, I, I'm going to stand by that decision yet again. I know that we talk about women's underdogs being science. It's, it's, I know you said plus 110 here. It's a damn pick em, Trey. And when it's a pick em, I can pick how I want, and I'm picking Carolina. It's a pick em. I'm going to take her, too, and not, not just because she's coming out of retirement – but more so it's who she's training with, who she's surrounding herself with. She's training now with Joanna Jinchechik. I like that. Um, I think Joanna knows what's up. So I'm going to go with Carolina. That sexy smile is going to put on some blood. That's a weird thing that you're focusing on her smile because I think that might it's be It's so worst. cute, dude. I, I think it's that might so be her cute. worst feature is her smile. No, because no one else does that. She puts her hands behind her back and then she leans up against the cage while Bruce Buffer's screaming his freaking jugulars out. Yeah, I love it. Literally every chick that fights in the UFC, with the exception of like Amanda Nunez and Jermaine Durandamy, look have like have no they look like they have no idea they're about to get into a fight. They all just <laughs> go out there and they just stand. Like every dude is bouncing, stretching, shaking out the arms, doing whatever, slapping their legs. Every chick that walks out just stands there. It just does Anchorman. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, no, that's that's Talladega Nights. But yes, um, <laughs> come on, man, get your damn it, Trey. Get your life, to, get your life together, uh, dude. Look at this. Look at this freaking guy. Look at look at the look at the this guy is on another level, dude. We need a guest Serbia, spot for Marvin. Serbia seventy seven, China seventy live at plus one fifty five. <laughs> my man hooked it up, hooked it up. Um, appreciate that 155 banger in the chat. 
here's the thing, man, is that every one of them should, and Carolina might be the worst is because she goes and she stands there on her head. She literally, yeah, she I know. it's this dude. It's this thing. Yeah. Worst, bro. It's you're about to get into a fist fight. Get your life together, man. Find that, find that dog. I hate that, man. Golly. It's the worst. Anyway. Almost as much as redheads. I don't know what you mean by that. All right, Ed Herman, which speaking of redheads, did you say that on purpose? Yes, dude. That's oh. my transition. Come on. Get Ed with Herman. me. I'm trying, I'm trying, man. Honestly, I'm so old. I've got a rogue nose hair that's tickling the inside of my nose. It's driving <laughs> me nuts. So fun fact is once you hit once you're over 35, you get hair everywhere. And I've been battling nose hair lately. So that's a fun thing. Ed Herman taking on Alonzo Menafield. Uh Ed Herman 25 and 14, Alonzo Menafield at 10 and 2 Trey. Over on rounds. One and a half. One and a half. Finally, we have something that's not at two and a half. There's going to be more finishes um, than the odds makers would like here. But I think this is a fight that does go, uh, that does end inside the distance here. I'm inclined, and I know you already know this, I'm inclined to go Ed Herman here. I knew you were. (laughs) I knew it. Why did I know that? Because Ed Herman is a grizzled veteran. (laughs) He is. Dude, there is nobody on the roster right now, currently, that's more OG than Ed Herman. Okay. Who's a bigger OG than Ed Shortfuse Herman on the roster right now? Name one. I can't. Because I can't. Ed Herman is the OG on the roster right now. And he's taken on this huge mammoth of a man that is Alonzo Menafield. Now, Ed Herman gets hit a lot. And Alonzo right. Menafield, atomic Alonzo, justifiably so, hits like an atomic bomb or bomb and can knock Ed Herman out. But we've got atomic and we've got short fuse. So which one who sets off the bomb first? I'm inclined to lean Ed Herman, but ultimately I think this will be the first time in the history of this show that I bet against Ed Herman. I think it's the, I think it's now, I think now is the time to pull the rug out from under Ed Herman here. I'm going to go Alonzo Menafield. Dude, he hasn't, Ed Herman hasn't really won. And I say really won. You know why? Because the Mike Rodriguez Camaro win was was the best. That is the dude. When you talk about, when you talk about a veteran doing veteran things, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Listen, cheating. Listen, if I'm in the cage, yeah, and you kick me in the dick and I get unlimited time and I'm tired, I'm taking until I feel better. Everybody's in a big rush to get back. Uh-uh, take your time. You poke me in the eye, I'm taking my time. Every time you grab my glove, every time you do anything, I'm chirping to the ref. I'm doing everything possible to bend every rule, every regulation, every stipulation right before I break it and then stopping it. Ed Herman did exactly what he needed so- to do to win that fight, and I applaud him for it. So, so by that theory, that Aljamain Sterling's your favorite fighter? No, not at all. Not at what? all. He bent the rules so much he got a championship belt. <laughs> Come on, dude. Right. What are we talking about here? That's I a mean, grizzled veteran move. That wasn't a grizzled veteran move. What was it then? That was that was taking uh, that was taking the easy way out on a fight you were losing. Same thing with the Mike Rodriguez Ed Herman nah, fight. Nah, that that fight that it, it, there's a difference because the the what Piotr Jan threw was a blatantly illegal blow. Uh, Ed Herman got hit in the liver and claimed it was a dick shot. That's him being che- that's that's him being dishonest. Not the same as Piotr Jan. 
Aljamain Sterling could be the most dishonest person on the planet Earth. It does not negate the fact that Piotr Jan need him in the face after looking at his corner and going, should I knee him in the face? And, <laughs> and his corner was like, knee him in the face. And he was like, all right, cool, I'm going to knee him in the face. And then he need him in the face. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. What he what Ed Herman did was equivalent to uh, Dustin Poirier hooking his toes into the cage so he could crawl out of Conor McGregor's <laughs> uh, guillotine attempt. That's what it was. I think that that <laughs> bullshit Kimura is going to come back and bite him in the Maybe ass. so, man. Maybe and so. I say that because Alonzo Menafield, people think he's going to get it done by KO because he does hit like an absolute truck. But, dude, well, how did he win his last fight? By Von Flutschoke. Yeah. So don't sleep on this guy as it relates to a submission. I think the safest play, obviously, is inside the distance, but I do like Alonzo Menafield in this for sure, dude. All right, man. Vince Morales taking on Draco Rodriguez. Rodriguez at 7-2. and two. Morales at 9-5. and five. I'll pick him here on most uh, most books over and around at two and a half. I was huge on Rodriguez last time he was out, and he lost and broke my heart. And as such, my budget for the night, am I a little bit sour on that going into this fight? I am. Um, you got beat by Eamon Zahabi, who I just don't understand how you get knocked out by Eamon Zahabi. Uh, the flip side of that, Vince Morales, I'm a big fan of him, but... Losses to Chris Gutierrez, who will kick the crap out of you. But the biggest one, right, is the loss to Benito Lopez. How do you lose to Benito Lopez? Mm. I, I lost to Songy Dong, too. He did lose to Songy Dong, but you know who he beat. You know who his lone win in the UFC came against? Huh. Eamon Zahabi. <laughs> Solid, dude. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, do you do MMA math here and say Vince Morales beat the one that beat the guy that just beat Draco and then take take Vince? Do you do MMA math? No, you just stay away from this. this take is Rodriguez. Take Rodriguez. He's gonna okay. be take we'll Rodriguez. Take Rodriguez. He's gonna knock he's gonna knock him out. All right. Uh and then last fight, I believe. Yeah, man. Rafael Fazeev taking on Bobby Green. Bobby Green at 27, 11 and 1. Rafael Fazeev at 9 and 1. Everybody's big on the Fazeev train here. Minus 305, Bobby Green. Plus 245 over and around is at two and a half. Do not sleep on the experience and the fight IQ of Bobby Green. Um, Bobby Green is a very talented, smart right. fighter. Fazeev has all the tools, at least it appears anyway. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I hate the hype train thing. Has all the tools, at least initially from a hands perspective, to be a champion. We don't know what the ground looks like. We don't know what five-round cardio looks like, so I don't want to tag him as a future contender just yet. Uh, Bobby Green is the first test. Bobby Green is a great litmus test to see where you're at skill-wise. Bobby Green will not go out there and engage in a kickboxing match against Rafael Fazeev. Um, I don't love him at the price of minus 300. Maybe throw him into a parlay to make it more palatable, but even then, Bobby Green, dog that'll fight for your money, plus 245, it's not the worst play. Rafael Vaziv, to me, reminds me of like a rougher version of our friend Calvin Cater. I don't know Ooh. why. It's just kind of like not as calculated in his approach, but his boxing, especially in close quarters, is is deadly. Um, hmm. And I think Bobby Green, to your point, he's a smart fighter. So if he's able to wrestle, he's able to slow the pace down and not allow Vaziv to dictate it or get shots off in close quarters. There's value there. There's absolutely value there. Okay, let's go top to bottom. Again, we are going to – I'm going to go ahead and make the blanket statement. The picks on the show are not the picks on the slips. The slips come out on Instagram. Uh, 
about three to four hours prior to the event that have our actual official plays on it. Everything that we talk about on the show is subject to change. Our official plays for the night are available on our Instagram at punchlistmma a couple hours before the fight, usually about three to four hours before the first fight is when the plays come out. Gives you plenty of time if you want to follow or fade. Instagram at punchlistmma. But top to bottom, Trey, initial leanings, just initial leanings, money line winners. Here we go. Ready? Let's do it. Munoz Simmons. Um, uh, Munoz, sorry. I'm on Munoz. Gatto, Leonardo. I'm going to take Gatto. Gatto, but probably going to be the underdog, whoever that is. Dos Santos, Miles Johns. Miles Johns. I'm on Johns. Cap versus Osborne. Osborne. Cap. Kolakiewicz, Jessica Panay. Kolakiewicz. I'm on Kolakiewicz as well. Ed Herman, Alonzo Menafield. Alonzo Menafield. Maybe Menafield. Rodriguez Morales. Uh, Rodriguez. Faziv. Or I'm on. Wait, did I say anything for that? Rodriguez no, as well. You're on Rodriguez though. Right. Yeah. Green and Faziv. Faziv. I'm on Faziv as well. Yadong, Kenny. Kenny. I'm on Kenny as well. Hill, Torres. Uh, I'm going to go Hill. I'll go Hill as well. Kiesa Luque. Kiesa. Initial Kiesa, yes. Munoz Aldo. Aldo, people's main event. Munoz, people's main event. Derek Lewis, Cyril gone. Cyril gone. I'm on gone as well initially, but I'm probably going to bet Lewis. I'm just going to let you know. Lewis will probably be on my slip. Disgusting. All right. Well, you know it is what it is. I'm just letting you know now. All right. That's a Popeye's greasy pick there. Yeah, that's right. Guys, if you don't already do so, you can follow us anywhere uh, at Punchless MMA. You can shoot us an email if you want at chat uh, chat at Punchless MMA if you'd like to. Best way to support the show is by supporting our show sponsors, AllegianceClothing.com. You can use promo code PUNCH and save 15% on the entire thing. Or you can go to Stay Classy Meats, use promo code FIST, save 10% on your entire order, and get farm-to-table fresh meat delivered directly to your door. Uh, also a great opportunity there. So that's the best way to support the show. If you haven't already done so, please leave us a review on iTunes. If it is a review and you think we're worthy of five stars, we always appreciate that. If you want to write something, that's even better. Um, we do like to do giveaways. We're probably not going to do a giveaway f- for this event, but the what's the next pay-per-view? What's the next... What's the next pay-per-view? Uh, I feel like we've got a big one coming up. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let me see. Oh, you know what we'll do the next giveaway for? Oh, it's Ortega uh, Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it for 266, that. 266, yeah. Yeah, 266, September 25th. We'll do a giveaway for that. But let's do a giveaway. They booked Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze as well. So mm. let's do let's do a giveaway for that one on August 28th. Um, so we'll, we'll come up with a contest for that. We'll do a giveaway for that. Um, those of you that participated in the tights, we've also shoey challenge. Your t-shirts went out in the mail yesterday. Finally. Yeah. Dude, and I then I'm happy to report that Trey finally sent our t-shirt designs over to Roy, uh, uh over to Roy at Allegiance. So we are going to get some shirts out to you guys here sooner rather than later. Bye, um, guys. that's really kind of it, man. You got anything else? That's it real quick. Strickland or Rockle Rockhold. Oh, Strickland for sure. I don't agree, but okay. You think Luke Rockhold's going to beat Sean Strickland? Yes. Sean Strickland. He literally. How many leg kicks did Uriah Hall throw in that fight? Bro, he just. Zero. Uriah Hall is black Luke Rockhold. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. It's the same skill set. The only difference is Luke Rockhold gets knocked out all the time. 
It's the same <laughs> skill set. That's it. That's it. That's it's literally a before and after picture. They're white and black of the same skill set. It's like created fighter, fighter in the game already. Oh my god! That's all it is. And then, then you make it racist. Jeez, it's not dude. racist at all. You just called they're it white and black. They are. They're the same person, except one's white and one's black. Oh, I thought you were saying that like their styles are very white and black. Black and black white. That would be white. no. That would be complete opposites of each other. That'd be like if that were the case, it would be Luke Rockhold's like a Khabib style and and Uriah Hall's Yair Rodriguez. That would be the white black comparison. I'm saying that Luke Rockhold <laughs> and Uriah Hall have the same exact skill set, except the, one of them's white and one of them's black. That's not racist at all. That's just literally comment. Bro, I don't, I don't see color. Okay, well, you know what. I don't know what you want me to tell you here. It Sean Strickland just beat the hell out of Uriah Hall. He's going to do the same thing to Luke Rockle. Right. If they book that fight. Honestly, the fight to make is Sean Strickland versus Darren Till. That's the fight to make. Everybody's big on the Sean Strickland versus Luke Rockle thing. That's a bigger fight than Luke Rockle deserves. Sean Strickland's currently ranked. He, he should be in the top. He should be at five or, or perhaps like six or seven. Uh, this week that's a bigger luke rockhold should not come back after getting dusted three times in a row two years ago to fight the top five the top five middleweight there's no way that's a bigger fight than luke rockhold deserves give luke rockhold Derek brunson dude if, you, if your wife bought you luke rockhold ralph loren uh cologne would you wear it no i don't wear cologne ever i don't like smelling myself no you don't like smelling yourself? I don't. I don't like. I literally wear like, um, like a like a odorless deodorant. You're so vanilla, dude. It's not vanilla at all. I just don't. I don't like smelling myself. I don't. I don't. It's not for you. It's for other people. Who do I, Who do I need to smell good for? Your wife. I literally. We've been married for twenty years. I have three kids. I smell just fine. Clearly, that's like saying you have no feelings. I have plenty of feelings. I just don't like smelling myself. I don't, that's just not, that's not how I am, man. I just don't, I don't wear cologne. I'm not 19 anymore. I'm not going out to the club. I don't need to wear cologne. Well, I hope you smell a winning slip this week because you fucking need it. <laughs> You're so lame. You're so lame. I appreciate everybody tuning in the live stream. Uh, we'll catch you guys. I'll see you. I'll, I'll talk to everybody next week. Trey, I'll talk to you guys this week. So yeah. Bye bye.